0: Hello and welcome in the name of our Lord Jesus to She'er Jeshu, a Bible study program brought to you by the Church Fellowship of She'er Jeshu Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo and today my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing the Heavenly Authority series. We left off in our background study in the Old Testament with the section on the priests and Levites. And Pastor Greg had begun to look at the rebellion of the Levite named Korah against his cousins, Moses and Aaron. So let's get our Bibles and join Pastor Greg in the study.
1: Remember, the Kohathites, of which Korah is one, were given as Levites charge over the transit of some of the key tabernacle items including most importantly the Ark of the Covenant so Korah in his position as a tribal leader in his position as a Levite a Kohatite has some authority and responsibility and we see here sometimes that a little authority a little position can sometimes corrupt an individual also we see what a little familiarity can do again Moses and Aaron are cousins and maybe he just can't see any difference between Moses and Aaron and himself And why should his cousins be in such a position you remember what the Lord Jesus said about those in his own hometown of Nazareth when they displayed their unbelief he said a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and in his own home another time he said assuredly I say to you no prophet is accepted in his own country no prophet has honor in his own country so that might be plain here that Korah with familiarity with Moses and Aaron just can't accept the position that God has appointed them to let's read in Numbers chapter 16 and verse 1 now Korah the son of Izah the son of Kohath the son of Levi with Dayton Abiram the sons of Eliab, and on the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with some of the children of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. They rose up before Moses. And even after all this happened, that's very important to understand here, All the miracles, the deliverance from Egypt, the Red Sea parting, the manna, the water from the rock, the presence of God on Mount Sinai, all the things that have transpired, what happens to Miriam and Aaron when they grumble against Moses, they still rise up against Moses. None of the miracles, none of the things he's spoken, the words of the Lord that Moses has given. Even after seeing the nature of the man Moses, how he would pray and a deceit for them when they sinned against God. None of this seems to matter. They rise up together, leaders of the congregation, representatives of the congregation, men of renown. And many of these leaders are probably those Moses appointed back in Exodus chapter 18 to help rule over the people verse 3 they gathered together against moses and aaron and said to them so they gathered together and notice the accusation you take too much upon yourselves now we know moses didn't want the responsibility we know the truth of the situation aaron had to see two of his sons die in the ordination. It's not that they've taken this upon themselves, rather the Lord has purposed this. He's anointed Moses and now he's ceremonially established a priesthood through Aaron's descendants. But they say, Korah says, you take too much upon yourselves. For all the congregation is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. And by the grace of God, the presence of God does come down in the midst of Israel. Why then do you exalt yourself above the assembly of the Lord? Why do you set yourselves up this way? This is the accusation of Korah and the descendants of Reuben and the 250 leaders. You Take too much upon yourselves. All the congregation is holy, every one of them. The Lord is among them. Contrast this, the idea that we've talked about in truth of a kingdom of priests a holy nation which is fulfilled in the New Testament which we know ultimately is what God wants his heart's desire that every individual be a priest and a king unto the Lord to serve him contrast that statement of truth that God would like all his people to be in a like relationship as Moses to what quarter is saying his false comment when he says all are holy the reality is all are not holy they are not holy not even one and it's because they are not holy that we have that god has given this elaborate system to remind israel of its sins we know when the presence of god came on mount sinai And there was the ram's horn. The ram's horn sounded, allowing the people to consecrate themselves and start to approach. What do the people say to Moses? Let not God speak to us again, lest we die. For this great fire will consume us if we hear the voice of the Lord our God anymore. And they say to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear. You go up the mountain. We'll stay back at a distance. We'll stay back at the camp. And in Deuteronomy, Moses said, God heard them, and he said to Moses, They are right in all that they have spoken. Oh, that they had such a heart in them always, that they would fear me and keep all my commandments. They knew they were sinful. They did not desire to consecrate themselves. They did not desire to set themselves apart spiritually. And so they were afraid, and rightly so, of the presence of God they say Moses you do it and God says this is a good thing obviously they can't come into his presence they're not all holy and Moses becomes as though an intermediary and Aaron though he doesn't deserve it is appointed through elaborate washings and ceremonies and coverings and sacrifices to be able to approach and minister at the tabernacle, neither he nor any of his descendants can go into the most holy place except one time a year. They're not holy, not even one. God wants them to be holy. God wants to dwell in their midst. But if Korah's statement was true, if everyone was holy, then they wouldn't be against God's servant Moses, who led them out of Egypt. Their very rebellion says that his statement is not true. The whole congregation is not holy. See what they say the charge. Why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? We are all the assembly of God, and you exalt yourself. And implied here is that you falsely exalt yourself above us. You do this, as opposed to realizing God has done it. Notice, again, the sinful response, and we studied this before in the series, to God's appointed authority. That response of, who are you? Who are you, Moses? Who are you, Aaron? Who do you think you are? By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? We have a law. According to our law, he ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. Their attitude sounds very similar to those of the Pharisees and the chief priests and the Sanhedrin in the time of Jesus. Who is this one? He makes himself the Son of God. And just as in the case of the Lord Jesus Christ, the accusers back here in the Old Testament have some religious or organizational authority themselves. They're in some type of position of authority themselves. and. They see Moses and Aaron as a threat even as the chief priests and the elders see Jesus as a threat true authority from God desires in his heart to lead everyone into a like sweet relationship with the Lord and we've spoken about that already we saw that in the heart of Moses but that's not what Cora's saying that's not what's in Cora's heart when he says all the congregation is holy every one of them false authority tells people that they're all right where they are they don't have to change they don't have to repent they don't have to recognize god's way god's rule his anointed one messiah the attitude of false authority is you're okay i'm okay and if anyone tries to tell us anything different and they're just trying to lift themselves up and boast themselves up and exalt themselves up. And you notice the different spirit behind the words. Here's a concept, a holy nation. But there's two different spirits when you speak about the holy nation. The spirit of truth, desire is a holy nation, a holy priesthood of believers in truth. People called out, people consecrated, people changed, and then having access through the leadership that God has established in Messiah. And this high priesthood would be an example of the ministry of Messiah. It's a shadow, it's a type of what Jesus would do. That's the true spirit behind the holy nation. But the spirit of rebellion, the spirit of Korah, When that lie speaks about a holy nation, it says we can be considered holy in our sins. And it rebels against any God-given, God-appointed authority that tells it otherwise. And this is the era of much modern liberal religious thinking. Many times, ironically, this rebellious attitude is found and originates In the leadership of modern churches just like the leadership there with Korah and the 250 elders of Israel this lie will originate there saying well everyone is okay everyone is holy all are holy don't tell us anything different everyone's okay what are they really doing here they're not questioning Moses and Aaron they're questioning God And notice, when they can approach the mountain, when the ram horn sounds, they don't want to go near. And such men really don't want to have a true relationship, a life-changing relationship with God.
0: We pray that the program was a blessing to you today. God's Word is so rich and full of wisdom, and we hope these studies have increased your knowledge of the author and perfecter of our faith. If you have any comments or if you feel led of the Lord to help support our church fellowship, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle that's spelled S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 And if you will be in the Madison, Connecticut area Come worship the Lord with us. She'er Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shier Jeshub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return.